0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Dave Smith. It's Tuesday, June 21st, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: The next hearing from the House January 6th Committee gets underway at 1 p.m. Eastern. Today's session will focus on Donald Trump's efforts to pressure state officials to help him overturn the 2020 election. Among those testifying live will be Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who was the recipient of Trump's famous phone call asking him to find 11,000 extra votes.
0: More people die from excessive heat in the U.S. than any other weather-related death, more than hurricanes, tornadoes, or flooding combined, according to the Associated Press. And people experiencing homelessness are most affected. Half of the nearly 1,500 people who die from heat every year are homeless. And this summer might be one of the most punishing yet. It's only June, and cities like Phoenix have already reached 114 degrees. And another heat wave this week across the Midwest and South, will push temperatures over 100 degrees for 20% of the country.
1: A Russian tennis player found a way to compete at Wimbledon despite the tournament's ban on Russian and Belarusian players. Natella Zelemidze is a dual citizen of Russia and Georgia, so she simply changed her nationality to Georgian. She said she had been weighing the nationality change for years anyway, and now she'll be able to compete in the famed tennis tournament, which starts next week.
0: WNBA star Brittany Greiner had a scheduled call with her wife this weekend for the first time since her arrest in Russia. But after nearly a dozen failed attempts, it never happened because the U.S. government dropped the ball. Griner's wife, Shirelle, tells the Associated Press that they'd received Russian approval to talk for their wedding anniversary. But the phone line at the U.S. embassy in Moscow that was supposed to patch them through wasn't staffed this weekend. The State Department says it, quote, deeply regrets, the logistical error.
1: Dmitry Muratov, the editor of the Russian independent newspaper Novaya Gazeta, put the medal he won last year for the Nobel Peace Prize up for auction, and it sold for a whopping $103 million. Before the bidding began, he said he wanted to inspire others to sell heirlooms to help refugees. The money will go to UNICEF to support Ukrainian children displaced by war. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. We'll be watching today's January 6th committee hearing, so check back this afternoon for highlights. Coming up,
0: with historically high interest rates and lots of market volatility, we talk about where everyday folks can most safely invest right now.
1: Community members called for Uvalde's school district police chief to resign at an emotional school board meeting last night. According to the Texas Tribune, there was confusion about who was in command during the attack, while police with rifles and at least one ballistic shield waited in the hallway for nearly an hour. Police also reportedly tried two dozen keys to unlock the classroom door, even though a door-breaching tool was on site
0: the Kremlin says two missing American veterans who went to fighting Ukraine are in Russian custody. During an interview with NBC News, Kremlin press secretary Dmitry Peskov says Alex Druki and Andy Tynukwen are not prisoners of war. Well, so they are soldiers of fortune and they were involved in illegal activities on the territory of Ukraine. As a result, Peskov says they are not protected by the Geneva
1: Convention. Voters in Israel may be heading to the polls for a fifth time in less than four years. Its current leader, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, has submitted a bill that would dissolve parliament and effectively end his time in office. He was just voted in last year. A general election would be held later this year, and it could bring back Israel's controversial leader Benjamin Netanyahu, who was prime minister for over 12 years before Bennett.
0: A Nebraska man has pleaded guilty to sending death threats to Colorado Secretary of State. Travis Ford says he sent several threats to Jenna Griswold on social media after she said the 2020 election was secure and that Donald Trump's claims of election fraud weren't true. Ford's case is notable because it's the first guilty plea out of the DOJ's Election Threats Task Force, which started last year and investigates threats against election workers.
1: The Texas Republican Party passed a number of resolutions over the weekend. They officially rejected the results of the 2020 presidential election. They called for a complete abortion ban. They want to prohibit the teaching of sex education and sexual identity in public schools. And they refer to homosexuality as a, quote, abnormal lifestyle choice. Also, they want a referendum in the 2023 general election to decide whether Texas should secede from the United States, To be totally clear, the year is 2022.
0: The markets are going to hell in a handbasket, to quote my colleague Lynette Lopez. Inflation is at a 40-year high, stocks are especially volatile, the housing market is expensive, and another recession may be on the way. So what can people do with their money that is safe but still gives them a little profit? And I mean regular folks, not people who have hundreds of thousands of dollars or an insider's knowledge of the stock market. Jasmine Suarez leads the personal finance team at Insider, and she's here to help. Jasmine, I've been looking for a place to put money that gives me a little more back than a savings account, and I just learned about iSavings bonds. So in plain English for people like me, what are they? So
2: I savings bonds are a really low risk savings product. So, I bonds, you know, they are backed by the full faith of the US government. So, you know, there's a lot of security there. And it's a savings bond that earns a combination of a fixed rate that stays the same throughout the life of the bond and an inflation rate that's set twice a year. So, for bonds issued from May of this year through October, of this year 2022 the combined rate is 9.62 which is a good chunk of change yeah absolutely another option are treasury inflation protected securities so they are also called tips TIPS mm-hmm. and so these are treasury securities whose principal is adjusted according to changes in the consumer price index CPI so that just means when inflation goes up the principal of your tips increase and with deflation it decreases Something else you can consider outside of investing in stocks and bonds are CDs. Um, You can consider a CD ladder, and that's just a strategy in which you divide a sum of money into equal amounts, and you can invest them in CDs that have different spread-out maturity dates. Um, Let's say you choose a five-year CD. That means you won't have access to that money until five years. Obviously, you can dip into the funds, but you're generally looking at Penalties, but the idea is that you're planning ahead. And so you can continue putting some money in a five year CD. Next year, you can put some more money in another five year CD. And then five years from now, if you continue that, you will have CDs that are maturing every year, starting from the first one that you've invested in. The longer the CD, the higher the interest rate. So, you know, if you're signing up for a one year CD, you'll get one interest rate. But if you sign up for a five-year CD, it's going to be a lot higher.
0: If this feels like a daunting endeavor, you know, if you haven't even started saving your money or investing, what advice would you have for someone?
2: They should consider the future. There's a lot of talk of an impending recession. So that's definitely something to think about. So if you're going to be investing, which you totally can do, don't panic sell anything. If anything, you can reallocate your assets in your portfolio. And as I mentioned before, you can consider bonds. They tend to be really safe or safer than other assets. And I would say start small, you know, start with a small amount of money that they are okay with letting go because with any investment comes risk, of course. Just start with, you know, $50 if that's something you're comfortable with and do a lot of research into what you're investing Is this something that has long-term gains? Is this something that historically has done well during a recession?
0: Jasmine, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for having me. Jasmine Suarez is a personal finance editor at Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
1: You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon.